Welcome to this week's edition of Business Day Spotlight, a podcast where we talk about latest trends and developments in the world of business and finance. I'm your host, Tisetsomu Twining, the Deputy Editor of Business Day. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Kun Jonka, the co-founder and CEO of Time Bank. Kun, uh, but th- th- thank you very much for for joining us. Um, I know you 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 have um, a very impressive background in banking in in the banking industry, having worked at Deloitte, Standard Bank, Commonwealth Bank of Australia before co-launching Time Bank. What inspired you um, to start Time Bank, and what does success look like for you? Yeah, to say so for me, um, my my passion is is human potential seeing people reach their full potential. And um, <clears throat> something that I've noticed in South Africa is that um, the way in which the economy operates doesn't always support people in reaching their full potential. And particularly, um, you know, poorer consumers and, and small businesses don't always get the support from uh, the banking system in particular in terms of access to, to banking products, access to loans and so on, and insurance that they, that they should, should be getting. So um, uh, it became clear to me in, uh, in, in the middle 2000s, you know, that there was an opportunity to actually do something quite revolutionary, to build a completely different kind of bank that would, that would uh, give people uh, who didn't, originally or normally have access to banking to would give them access and that that would help them unleash their full potential uh, so that that really is the heart of what uh, yeah. what motivates and drives me to do what we do yeah 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 and and i i can tell i mean time bank is google is growing very very fast i mean last i checked it had over seven million clients and by that measure um uh, that puts it in the upper echelon of the South African banking industry. But, you know, it's one thing to have millions of customers and it's quite another to make money out of them. Is that a fair assessment? You said so that's absolutely right. Um, so we actually now have 8.3 million customers Ooh. growing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're progressing well. Yeah. And we certainly make less money out of our customers than the big banks do. But we also run a much lower cost bank. Yes. Um, so, so the idea is that you keep your operating costs very low. Yeah. Our operating costs are about the tenth of the operating cost of the big banks. Right. Which means that we can afford to to charge our customers less. Yeah. We can afford to give them better interest rate. So we have the lowest fees in the market and the best interest rates in the market. Yes. And that's really because we're able to contain our costs quite well uh, mm-hmm. in the business. Yeah. Uh, and yes, so, so on a per customer basis, we make a lot less money. But the good news is that, um, you know, our customers are becoming more and more active. More than 70% of our 8.3 million customers are active on a 30-day rolling basis. Right. We make enough customers money from our customers yes. uh, to make some really good revenues in the business right right all right um what is the typical profile or a profile of your typical customer i mean what's what's uh 
Uh, I, I, I don't know if the question is clear, but I just want to get a rough idea as to yes. of the, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I think that um, what, what we find interesting is that we have a very wide variety of customers in the business. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll start maybe uh, in the different income groups, the, the lowest income group, um, social grant recipients. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got many, many social grant recipients as customers. Um, maybe now over 2 million individuals on our base, you know, um, mm. qualify for a social grant. Um, mm. And um, the interesting thing is um, people who, who receive the SRD grants, you remember those are those COVID yeah. grants. Yes, yes. yes. Those are actually profitable customers for us. So right. those are customers we want and we, we, we're keen to have them on our platform. Right. And and that segment of customers, social grant recipients, poor customers, we refer to as the value segment. Yeah. Because our job for those customers is give them as much value as possible and charge them as little as possible. But then we also have a lot of customers that are essentially uh, in the mid-market. So, mm. um, you know, middle-class customers, um, some people refer to the segment as mass affluent customers. And these are customers that use our products to enhance their shopping experience, earn loyalty, and so on. And then we've got another group of customers we call cyber customers. These are customers who never want to see the inside of a branch. They just want to download it on the phone and bank on the phone. That's right. So our smallest customer segment on the consumer side, but a very profitable segment. Right. These are, you know, the crypto traders and the fractional share traders and the and the gamers and all these people who've got quite a big following amongst those customers. Right. And then a segment that's very important for us is small business. Yeah. So we lend money to about to about fifty thousand small businesses in the mm. country. Mm-hmm. We provide them with quite a unique product which is like a working capital loan. We call it a merchant cash advance. Yeah. I was gonna um, I was gonna that's actually a very yeah. For us. yeah. Actually, I was going to come to that, um, uh, Kuna. Sorry, uh, that you know you recently acquired retail capital for 1.5 billion rand, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I was going to ask you about you know the opportunity there and the challenges, and because um, surely if they are under underserved by traditional banks, uh, they are underserved by traditional banks for a reason. Uh, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the mistake that some people make is they try to um, paint the picture that the incumbents in the industry don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I can tell you, South Africa has some of the best banks in the world. Mm. These guys know exactly what they're doing, and they're doing a fantastic job for South Africa. And, and as you say, there are reasons why small businesses are uh, underserved. Now, we actually did a deal um, buying retail capital uh, more than a year ago. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies, and since um, and since we bought the business, we almost doubled um, the balance sheet, wow. the money that we we, we then um, two customers through that business, we almost doubled. Um, and what's really I think interesting uh, is that the the book performs very well. In other words, the, yeah. the bad loans on the book are, are quite low. Yeah. They're around five percent. Right. We're often people who lend money to small businesses at much higher mm. um, non-performing loan percentages in their books. And the reason for this, we think, is that we've designed a product that really works for small businesses. Mm. You know, our net promoter score among small businesses is over 80%. Right. 
mm-hmm. which is a very, very high net promoter score. People mm-hmm. say, I, I would recommend this mm-hmm. uh, product to my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I won't bore you with the technical details, but yeah. it's a product that really works well for, for consumers and uh, or for, rather for small businesses. Um, but, you know, the, you know, I would say um, the, 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 the big themes in our business, why we can do things that traditional banks struggle to do, mm. is firstly that our operating costs are yes. very low. Yes. Secondly, that we invest very heavily in technology to integrate our products into people's lives, right. to take products where people are. So this merchant uh, advanced product of us, if you have a small business, you have a point of sale machine, mm-hmm. we sort of track the, 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 the income on that point of sale machine and we offer you a loan. Mm-hmm. You can literally with a few clicks, mm-hmm. you can accept the immediately. So this whole theme of using te- to technology to integrate into people's lives yeah, yeah, yeah. is, I think, is one of the big reasons we, we are showing the success we are in the market. Right, right, right. Yeah, so so it's 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 linked um, uh, to it's called more time. That's it's sort of a buy now, pay later kind of a product that you've. So you are you know you integrating that with your business uh, your business banking. Is that is that is that is that? Am I getting yeah, it that's right? right? Yeah. That that product is actually for the consumer. Yeah. So the buy now later product is yeah. when you buy something. Let's say in a in a uh, Foshini store or Markham store or many other shops that we integrated into, um, you can go to the shop and at the tool point, yep. you just use this as a payment mechanism. You buy with uh, more time. Yeah. And then instead of having to pay for the full item immediately, you only pay a third of the money. Let's say you buy a yeah. running shoe. Yeah. You only, you only buy pay for a third of it when you buy it mm. and then the other two payments come you know on the same day a month later and on the same day two months later so it just helps you manage your cash flow a bit better yeah. when you buy these things and that's interest free is that or do you charge that's interest free so that is interest free so uh, um, explain the commercial logic of it to how do you then uh, use that as a revenue stream how, how, how does it so um, how these um, uh, uh, how these buy now pay later products tend to work not everywhere in the world, sure. but this is how ours work, is that we actually charge the retailer right. for that because what we say to the retailer is we allowing and the, the statistics show that this is true. The numbers show that this is true by having this product, people will buy more from the retailer. So instead of buying the cheap running shoes, it, the person will buy the running shoes they really wanted. Right. And because they can buy it over three, three, three months. Yes. And so the retailer actually pays us a merchant discount fee. Okay. Um, okay. For, for that. And that's how we make our money. Right, right. Okay. And, and time advance, I mean, that, that, that's also interest free. Is that, is that right? Mm-hmm. That's also interest free. Now, yeah. now what we what we do do with time advance, we do charge somebody a a fee for drawing down okay. that time advance. It's not interest. Okay. But um, let's say um, you're uh, we integrated into your employer for time advance. Yeah. Let's say you work for Sunlam. Sunlam is one of the, the companies where we are at, and you want halfway through the month you want some of your salary. You can then draw down a portion of your salary 
mm. that you've already earned yeah. halfway through the month. Uh, and uh, there's no interest on it, but mm. we do charge you a fee for that drawdown. Got you, got you. All right. And then you've got a credit card, if I take you back to the consumer. I mean, you touched on how, you know, the default rate and the bad loans in the business banking side is pretty low. Um, you're happy with that. But with credit cards, especially now, you know, with higher interest rates and elevated cost of living, how is that looking like for you? Yeah, to, to, to be frank with you, uh, to say so, um, it hasn't been a very um, good product for us. Yeah. It, uh, we don't have a lot of customers on it. Mm. Uh, we've done it very, very conservatively. Right. Um, and uh, it's something that we, we want to go back to the drawing board to see how we can make credit cards more accessible to people. Right. So, so, so far, I, would, I wouldn't say we speak very proudly of our credit card. We have customers on it, mm. but it really is a very small part of the business. Right. There have been digital banks in the world that have been very successful with credit cards. One of them, a Brazilian bank called New Bank. Mm -hmm. And they've really revolutionized access to credit cards and while doing quite well in terms of bad loans and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, our, our credit cards are performing well from a bad loans perspective. But not as well as we'd like to from from the perspective of giving more people access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, no, no. I understand. So, it's, so the review of that product would. I mean, are you thinking you would follow the Brazilian route, or you thinking your own? You want to do your own thing? Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to do our own thing. Um, mm -hmm. I think. You know, the, the interesting thing about retail banking is that it differs quite a lot country to country. Yeah. Because every country has its own interest rate rules. Every country yes. has its yeah. own uh, particular dynamics. Yeah. Um, and a product that could be potentially, say, very profitable in one country could be quite unprofitable in another country. So you can't just take a product and cut and paste it from one place, put it in another. Yeah. It doesn't really work that well mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so one actually has to figure out your, your own thing while obviously learning from other people as much as you can. All right. So uh, aside from uh, lending, uh, transact transactional and saving accounts, what other revenue streams um, are there for, for Time Bank? One of our big revenue streams uh, is um, our customers buying value-added services from us. Sure. So many of our customers will buy airtime, electricity, gaming vouchers, tickets, all sorts of things from us. Yeah. That's actually quite a good revenue stream for us. Yeah. Um, we also have insurance products. Mm -hmm. And there's one insurance product that I'm really excited about, which yeah. we call Time Health. It is it sits between medical aid products and public sector health. Right. So it's deeper than medical aids. And it provides customers with a great basic healthcare solution uh, from a managed network of, of, of doctors and other health practitioners. Um, and I think I think that's one of the products that the country really needs mm. at the moment mm. because of the generally poor state of the public sector healthcare. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and we have a few other insurance products as you'd expect, you yes. know, funeral and that kind yes, of thing. Yes, yes. Um, uh, uh, and then over time, I think, you know, we will plan uh, to be to be very proactive in looking at what new products are in the market that fintechs offer mm. and other people offer mm. and quite open to offer those products to our customers 
even if we don't, we don't manufacture the product ourselves. Right. So if we see a great product that we think can work for our customers, we'd always be open to speak to that supplier to say, you know, why don't you work with us to offer that interesting product to our customers? Right, right, right. Got you. Um, you, I know you've partnered with Pick and Pay and ZCC. Um, what's the opportunity there? I mean, what are the, and also the challenges? Like, what, 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 what's the opportunity and challenges of partnering with? You know, it's it's one of I would say the most unique aspects of our model, and maybe the thing that is. When I speak to investors, potential investors, mm. that I would argue is maybe the most interesting aspect of our model. Mm. And that is that we um, actually use retail stores as a way to connect with customers and to serve customers and to help customers with cash management. Mm. So when you walk into a, a pick and pay store or boxes store or a TFG store, uh, mm. you know, the Fushini Group, any of, uh, many of their brands, mm. you walk into the store. What you'll find in the store is a time bank kiosk. Yeah. Now, that is a essentially a digital channel that we've designed specifically to our, where, where customers can come and they can basically open a bank account. It takes only three and a half to five minutes to open a bank account. Hmm. Uh, it really is a very smooth experience. And after three and a half to five minutes, it prints you a debit card with your name on it, a Visa debit card. And your account is immediately live. You know, most other banks, you have to sit in a queue, wait in a branch, spend mm. 45 minutes filling in forms, and, and then possibly go back another time to actually get your bank account. Mm. This is just a very smooth, easy process to get a bank account. And and you can do it inside the retail store. Mm. And, and that's worked really well for our customers. And about 80% of our customers have uh, onboarded with time banking that way. You can also go straight, um, you know, sophisticated guys like you, you just go onto on, into the app store, download the app, open the app, go through the process. Mm. It also takes about three minutes and you can get a full, fully functional account on the, on the app, right. uh, on the phone. Yeah. But only 20% of customers take that route. 80% of customers go to these kiosks. Wow. And they're very cost effective. Um, yes. It turns out that that kiosk is actually even cheaper for us to run mm. than online onboarding. Right. Because online advertising is becoming very expensive mm. and so on. Mm. And your hit rate's not very good. Whereas um, mm. uh, in the store, it's a very productive channel. And most importantly, these kiosks, we um, deploy next to every kiosk in the country. We deploy an ambassador. Right. A brand ambassador. Yes. And we tend to employ people from the local community um, to be a brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. And their job is to help people get comfortable with the product, explain to them how it works. Mm-hmm. If they struggle with anything on the onboarding process, support them. Mm-hmm. And then show them what to do with the product after they've onboarded. Yes. Um, because the other thing that we do is we integrate into the checkout counters inside the stores. For the purpose of cash deposits and cash cash withdrawals. Yes. So our customer, once they've opened the account, hmm. about seventy percent of them will then go inside the store to the checkout counter and deposit some cash into the account so they can start using it immediately. And we integrate it into Smart Shopping, which is Pick and Pay's loyalty program, yes. as well as the TFG Rewards, which is uh, the Fashion Group's yes. um, loyalty program. 
So you can see this whole experience is integrated inside the retail store into people's shopping experience. Yes. And if you think about banking, banking and shopping is actually so closely aligned mm-hmm. that it makes every better bank uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the retail store. And if you think about it, what we've done is we've basically replicated the sales and service function of the branch through mm-hmm. the kiosk mm-hmm. and replicated the telefunction of the branch, you know, with cash in and cash out through the checkout counter. Mm-hmm. So without having a branch, you actually do have a branch. Right. And you can come back. Yes. If you've lost your card, you can come back there. Yes. You know, yeah. you need to reset your PIN, you can come back there. So it becomes actually a, a really good way for people to get into digital banking yeah. without of day one having mm. sort of to face the technology all on their own. Right, right, right. Um, I wanted to ask. I mean, if I mean, ZTC, for example, it's it's got millions and millions of uh, people. Uh, Pick and pay. Their smart shopper program also has got millions and millions of people. Do you? I mean, with this partnership, do you have do you have access to that data? Uh, say that Pick and Pay has, and is that is that is that is that an advantage? Can you sell to 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 smart shopper uh, loyalty members? Uh, I, Yes, it's a little bit complicated because, of course, our our privacy requirements and all these things. Uh, But um, the short answer is yes, we do have access to the data. Um, Before somebody becomes our customer, we can't access the personal data, but we can access the uh, the trend data, right? Right. The aggregated data. Yes. Yes. Once somebody becomes our customer and they give us permission, we can access that data. And our partners can also access our data. Right. And, and we can use that data to serve our customers a lot better than we would have otherwise been able to serve them because yeah. we understand what they need a lot better. Yeah. So we've got this thing that we call a recommendation engine. What we try to figure out for every customer is where are they in their lives? Mm. What do they need a bank account for? Mm. And what are the things that they need to learn? Uh, to use the bank account better. Yeah. So, so, so learning how to speak to our customers in a way that sort of progressively helps them understand what we offer them, use it better, and not waste money. Yeah. yeah. As an example, you can draw money f- if you have a, you're a time bank customer. You can draw money from any ATM in the country for ten rand. Right. Which is roughly the same what that other banks would charge you yeah. for the same thing. Yeah. Most of the dodging law, even on their own ATMs. Yeah. Right. So that's not a bad transaction, but you can for a much smaller amount mm. of, of, of three rand per thousand rand, you can actually draw money inside the pick and buy store. Right. A much better deal. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. one of the things we try to do is to educate those customers. So when you're drawing money at the ATMs, and we see the ATMs close to a pick and pay or a box is full, we say, did you know? Mm. It's just a little message. Did you know mm. that you can actually save money by drawing money inside the pick and pay store, right. as an example? And, and so, so we, we, we think about um, consumer education and customer empowerment mm. as like not something you do by sitting somebody in a class and giving them a big lecture. Mm. We do it by teaching somebody or helping somebody learn something new every day, mm. just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the 
I mean, I wanted to ask you this question, um, but I know I might not get an answer from you, Kun. But um, in May, uh, Time Bank, I mean, you raised what almost seventy-eight million uh, dollars in funding in a funding round. Um, uh, what attracted these investors is, I think, it's uh, you've articulated it uh, uh, fairly well. But um, but what valuation did that round give Time Bank? I'm just trying to get it <laughs> so uh I, I will share with you so we actually we actually completed a second leg of that round uh, recently yes um meaning that total the total money raised up to 105 million dollars so that's just short of two billion rand. yeah and um at the end of that raise the business is now valued at around 965 billion US dollars, which is around 17 billion. That's massive. That's massive. Wow. Um, do you, I don't know, I mean, do you feel that at some point in the future, you could list this business. I mean, based on has that been a discussion uh, with investors um, that you know let's take it to 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 the JSC or or Hong Kong or something? Yeah. Yes, we said so. Yes, um, no, we we actually um, would like to list the business. Yeah. Uh, the time's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think maybe you know four or five now. Four or five years from now, yeah. watch this space. I think we're quite keen to list. Yeah. I think the big question for us: what would be a good place to list it? Um, you know, uh, yeah. is the is the JC the best market to list, or should one consider? Yeah. You know, consider uh, you know maybe something like Nasdaq or New York Stock Exchange or London Stock Exchange. Or yeah. 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 So we're keeping an open mind. Yes. But, uh, you know, I, I'd love to, I'd love to ask you this to business right. at some point. Right. You know, one of the questions we get so often from customers and just from people like we bump into, you know, I, saying, oh, I, I love this thing. I'd love to do this. Mm -hmm. How do I become a shareholder? And sadly, I have to say to them, no, you know, we can't really become a shareholder. Yes. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's currently, um, Privately, unless you can maybe find the truth would say that it's if you want to send me some of these, but I don't think it's going to send me this. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks very much, Kun. Appreciate it.